Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data Fixed Median Download Speeds USQ3 2023. Inbounds comes for Holiday, stolen by Goodwin. Goodwin down the floor, lays it up with the right hand and in. Jordan Goodwin has scored five here in the fourth, a three and then a steal on an inbounds pass, and the Grizzlies' lead is 5-102-97. Great job of extending his defense. Now, back to the Jason and John Show, live from the Leaders Credit Union Studios. Let Leaders Credit Union champion your financial story at leaderscu.com slash ESPN, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Drew Hill wanted to wait till that beat drop. It's the Grizzlies beat writer for the Daily Memphian. Read him at dailymemphian.com. Follow him on X at Drew Hill underscore DM. Drew, I don't know if you heard me, but I loved your story from last night, the old love and the new love. That You know, having been in those shoes but not nearly as talented as, as you, I, 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 there were a couple, right, that you write, and you, man, as soon as, the, as soon as you're done typing that last, man, this one came together. It was be, did, did it come together like that for you last night in terms of this, this beautiful poem that you wrote about the two of them going at it last night? Well, first of all, I, I appreciate the compliments, Jason. That's very nice of you, and I'm not sure. I'm not that's just true. buttering you up. I'm t- no, I'm telling you, it's true. It felt it, it was it felt a little personal, true, too, Drew. To be honest with you, it was like take that, Dylan. I think that might be why I liked it so much. <laughs> well, listen, I don't dislike Dylan. I don't yeah, like. I love praise him. Dylan. Yes, yes, guys, guys, a compliment machine, and I are a, a content machine, I should say, and I think that. When I was covering him, he was always great to me. So I don't really, I have no problems with Dylan. I should put that out there first. Yes, it all kind of came together. Um, I, it didn't even occur to me, the girlfriend thing, until like midway through the first quarter. Oh. And I was like, oh, I, I just, I forgot. But that's true. I was thinking about the last time they played. And I was like, yeah, Dylan, so this, this is perfect. So I started writing it and... It became very enjoyable to to write because it just all it it, it did it fit it fit together perfectly. The Grizzlies won the game yep. and Gigi played great and it just all sort of fit. Um, and it was the full Dylan experience last night all the way through. I mean, you had the moments where he was clearly talking trash. You had him and Jaron chopping it up for several minutes before the game, and it, you I mean. It was also the reminder of how it ended, too, because the last time Dylan was in Memphis, he hit that dagger three-pointer against the Grizzlies, and it was like, oh, man, he, he, got, his reve- he got his revenge story. He could go home happy. 
But this time, it was the opposite. I mean, he was dribbling the ball between his legs a bunch of times, threw up a bad shot with five minutes to go in a close game, and Ime Yudoka is looking at him frustrated. It gave me flashbacks to how last season sort of ended. And uh, for, for Gigi to do what he did was just kind of perfect because everybody is just so infatuated with him. Uh, at this moment. And look, there's not a lot to be excited about in this Grizzly season. And I wish every game story could come together like the one last night did. Yeah. Uh, but that's just not a reality. It just doesn't, it's just not, doesn't happen very often. And you, you love to write the stories from my position where you're able to sort of give people a look at something that they didn't see on TV or yep. maybe that they didn't think about. Yep. And as much as I want to do that every game and I strive to do that every game, I know that doesn't happen every right. game, right? Right. So um, when you do get that opportunity, it's always fun. No, it's a beautiful thing when it all comes together and you, and, and you, you pulled it off last night, certainly. Um, Gigi Jackson, man, I love that. And you pointed out in your story, right? Brooks is trying to stop him like the NBA would want to stop a 19-year-old and put him in his place, and Gigi is going right back at him and then telling him at the free throw line, as you point out in your story, hey, man, you know, I, w- I-, I need that Instagram follow from you. I-, I say that to say, as young as he is, he'll go back at you in terms of there's a fearlessness there, and yet there seems to be, and I know we've talked so much about an immaturity with Gigi Jackson. We know the off-the-court stuff, you know, hurt him in the draft. There does You're coming off a one-game suspension, and you've been fined four times. There does seem to be, Drew, an understanding as young as he is, and, and I, it, it feels like more than just, hey, I'm going to say the right thing, that i got to be better. i got to be a professional, right? And with, in, in that, there is some maturity, as weird as that sounds. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, what makes it double hilarious is that Dylan follows zero people on Instagram, so Gigi's trying to be the one person that, <laughs> that Dylan follows. I had no idea that was the case. That just adds to oh, a yeah. thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. I Dylan had no has idea. A ton of followers. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Dylan has a ton of followers. He posts on a story like three or four times a year, and he follows zero people. He follows people. zero that's people. Gigi. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man, uh, I love Gigi even more for that one. It's pretty funny. But, yeah, I mean, the way I described it was, you know, we talk about red flags, green flags. I mean, it's pretty green green flag green in the flag. relationship that that, uh, that Gigi is so self-aware. Um, no doubt. And he seems to be self-aware about absolutely everything. While he made mistakes clearly several times at this point, he regrets the way it went at South Carolina. He's honest about it. That's what he told GMs coming into the draft. It probably hurt him, honestly. And he, he understands that, too. And he, it sounds like he's made a few mistakes uh, since he got to the Grizzlies. I don't think this is like a not being coachable thing. Yeah. I think this is a not taking it serious enough thing. Being a pro. Um, yep. And, and so I, I don't think it's a – like, Jaron laughed when, we, when he was asked about – uh, Gigi bouncing back after a suspension, and Jaron kind of laughed at it. Was like bouncing back. Like I guess they didn't really consider this like some sort of serious, serious. suspension. Yeah. So um, I don't think Gigi was crushed by the news that he had to miss a game. Uh, I'll just put it that way. So <laughs> I, I think you. that I, I think that uh, you know he's just so fun because. Of the potential there. Oh, yes. And, man, we might be getting ahead of ourselves, 
But what else is there to do? This is part of what's being uh, of what's enjoyable about being a sports fan, right? Yeah, you, you got to pull out of, as something out of it, right? Some kind of fun, some kind of joy or peace out of something like that. But then, but what it feels like we're pulling out of, Drew, it's not just something that's faith based or you're hoping. We're seeing night after night this kid become more efficient, get better every time out, right? That's so. It's not just oh, you know, we're looking for something good in a in a desert. This really feels like something good. Yeah, no, really, and we and we have to take it while we can. Thousands. I was talking to Chris last night, and we were, like, Chris was bringing up the point, and we were kind of laughing about it, that we're not even to the All-Star break yet. This is going to be the longest wait ever until next season, right? We're, ta- we're going to be talking about this. It's going to feel longer now, yeah. Four months. Um, but as long as Gigi's still playing well, we can keep talking about it. Yeah. I'm happy. And, and to me, it. It, it to me, it's the fun right now. And so is Vince Williams Jr.'s consistency. Uh, I've got it. You know, he's got the the Rising Stars game coming up on Friday. Twelve, eight, and seven last night. I'm just curious, Drew. Uh, we know it, it's been amazing in terms of consistency, and the more you throw at him, the more he seems to absorb. How do you envision him being used now that he's on the standard? next year like where is he in the rotation what does it look like to you in terms of how you're using vince williams next season i envision him as the starter on the wing wow. like this the signature starter on the wing for the grizzlies to start because the year over smart i i just I, look i i think he's a better fit but that's what I envision. I don't know. Oh, I'm with you. They, oh, yeah, that's what I'll, yeah. That's I'm, what I envision. I, I I just think he's such a good fit for the Grizzlies oh, on the wing, mm-hmm. especially alongside the other guys. You know, we saw like Jaron. He's been he deserves praise this year, but another thing I was talking to Chris about and something Chris pointed out, it's like he might even be getting a little too much praise this year because his season hasn't been quite as good as last season. Interesting. Um, yeah. Because I think huh. his defense, while it's still good, isn't the same level it was. His efficiency obviously was going to take a dip, but it's taken a decent dip. Yep. And I, I, I think having Vince next to him hmm. in a role like Dylan played defensively, maximizes Jaron. Now, I could be totally wrong because we haven't really seen a good sample of Marcus Smart and Jaw together on the court. So it's kind of hard to say. But I personally just think that... I like how you're thinking. ...as a starter. And I love the idea, and I know some people, uh, since we're all, you know, googly-eyed about Gigi Jackson, I I do think that I, I envision him as a bench player because... You need that scoring punch off the bench, and if you can bring Luke Kennard and Gigi Jackson off of the bench, that's a pretty damn good scoring punch right there. So, I, I look, I, I would start Vince. I think I, I don't know if they will. I, in fact, I don't think that they will, just because of the status of Marcus Smart. What you invested, uh, but, you're right, in the status. And Marcus Smart is still a leader on this team. He's the ultimate professional. Um, he, he and Bain together are just like some of the best leaders you can ask for. Um, so I don't know if they'll do that, but I, you know, for me, I, I envision Vince as a long-term starter in the NBA. Oh, he's going to be he there. He it every night. He's going to be there. at some, You're you're dead on. He's going to be there at some point or another. Uh, we're talking to the great Drew Hill, Grizzlies beat writer for the Daily Memphian. Read him at dailymemphian.com. All right, all right. Tell me about the Santi question. Do do you hold off on the extension he'll be eligible for and ride it into the final year of his deal? What do you, what do you think they'll do 
sort of with Santi? Because we've asked you about him before. The season hasn't been quite what you wanted it to be, and yet he still feels like he could be a valuable piece. But you're at that extension, you know, eligibility point at least. What do you think happens? I think you hold off, um, and I the reason. Well, it's it's a diff, it's a it's a conundrum because. You're right, he hasn't been quite as good as maybe you expected him to be based on the way he played at the FIBA World Cup. Mm-hmm. So you might be able to get a discount now, and that would be a big plus, uh, especially That's when you point. have to pay all these That's guys. Point. So it may make sense if you can get a deal done at a reasonable number to keep him on the team. But I also think you, you almost have to hold out because we talk about the future of the Grizzlies' front court, and... It, I, I wasn't there because I was obviously I was out of town. But um, when Zach Kleiman spoke, it was interesting because it made it sound as if he he knows that that's going to be the top priority is how they're going to fix the front court. Well, there's so many different avenues for fixing the front court, right? You gave yourself this financial flexibility. I don't think the Grizzlies are just going to go out and sign a free agent, although it's possible that they could. Um, there are bigs in this draft, and I do have a little bit of an indication, I would say, that I think they like some of the bigs in this draft. And so um, perhaps that is the direction that you go and you think you can get a starter, yep. although it's a little bit more risky. And then there's obviously the trade options that are going to be out there as well. But until you know what your front court is going to look like, until you know right. what Jaron is going to be positionally, it's kind of hard to plan for Santi, in my opinion, um, because Santi, while he can be a good bench player for you, he may not be the very best fit next to Jaron. So um, it, it's it's a little bit more difficult, uh, I, I think, to get that extension done for that reason. But if it gets later on into the summer and you, you've situated yourself in a position where – uh, you think you could bring him back, and who knows, maybe you do get a little bit of a discount compared to what you expected to pay. You could do it. You could you could re-sign him. Uh, I will, I'll just ask, because, again, you'd certainly want to see more of a sample size, but Stevens did some grown man stuff out there, I mean, with the 14 and 8. And, I, I mean, they, right, they can't keep – surely there's, they're not just going to keep plucking guys and all of a sudden they're, they're coming in here and they're blossoming into guys that you feel like you can use as part of the rotation last year. But he, he brought some – some toughness, Mr. Lamar Stevens, I thought. Yeah, he played well. I mean, he's, what, what are his it, chances, it, Drew? Because it feels like, right, if you've told him anything, hey, we're all fighting for spots, what's, what's the chances a guy like him stick, can stick around? I, I don't think they're very high. Just make it sure. Um, yeah. I, I don't think they're very high because if you, if you draft a big that you believe in, uh-huh. And you sign that big, and it's a first-round pick in the top ten. Then you're going to pay that person seven million, right? Roughly. Um, so that's taking up a chunk of your money to stay below the apron. And if you trade for somebody, maybe you could free the money to mm-hmm. keep a player like that. It just feels unlikely to yeah. me. But I, you know what? He. I'm with you. It'd have to be a trade team. scenario for it. Would have to be right if you because it can't be using the pick and paying that guy. I'm with you. If if he's a guy like him's going to stick, it feels like it'd have to be that way. The way the way you outlined, right? You have to free more money, especially since he's not, wouldn't be on his first deal. Right. So right. You know what you're going to have to pay him is going to have to be more, and it's going to be a short term deal as well. If it's the Grizzlies, because you know once you reach this stage in uh, a franchise's, I guess, window, and you are paying all these people, 
the players, I mean, we've seen it all the time in the NBA, the role players, they come and go all the time because you, you just have to keep tinkering with it until you think you found found the right role players. So I, I still think it's unlikely. But, you know, he deserves some credit because he did play pretty well last night. And then is Conchar sitting there somewhere between 11 and 15 next year with his contract going up from, what is it, 2 to 6.1 next year? Uh, I don't know that off the top of my head. I would have to look at that again. I was actually looking at it two days ago. Yeah, his, thinking about writing something about yeah, that's interesting. Court. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. All right, I got to ask you because Brad alerted me to it. I had missed it, man. So you were there at the waste management. The my bachelor party days are long behind me, but you, you apparently were out there in the midst of it with the uh, every the madness that went on at the waste management thing in Arizona. Was Arizona right, Drew? Yeah, it was insane. All right, so basically. Uh, so I've graduated mostly from the party stages right. of my life. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> Look, I, I had some fun when I was a little bit younger, but now that I'm approaching 30, um, I've, I've pretty much grown out of it. Um, but I am a golf fan, and I play golf. And, like, the two places that I always wanted to go yeah. was the Masters and the Waste Management. And I, I was fortunate enough to get super lucky and I ended up getting a gifted a ticket when I was like 21 or 22, and I went to Sunday at the Masters. Well, the other event I always wanted to do was the exact opposite of the Masters, the Waste Management, <laughs> which is just an absolute wasted F show, right? Yes. Uh, we we and so we decide to go, and we all it was me, my I took my dad, my dad's buddy, uh, and a couple of my friends, and we went out there. We got an Airbnb. And, I mean, I can't even explain how big of a disaster Saturday was. Like, we didn't want to wake up super early because we went to dinner on Friday night, whatever. So we got to the tournament at, like, 1130. And the crowds are so insane that you can't even walk in front of you. It's just it's Good just grief. bananas. And so we get through the, the ticketing place, and they're like, they never took our tickets. We're like, are we crazy? Like, we never even gave our tickets. Well, it turns out the crowds were just so insane that they couldn't get people through the gates fast enough, so they just opened the floodgates oh, and let everybody in. Gosh. And so there was, it was estimated it was close to half a million people in there. I've been to Kentucky Derbies. I grew up in Louisville. I've been to Kentucky Derbies with 250,000 people where it feels so crowded. This is a smaller area of space than Churchill Downs and you have half a million people crammed in and on top of it it's a stadium course so it has hills so basically people could fill it in as if it's a stadium there's intentionally hills all around so people can get different vantage points and it rained so it's just muddy and so Saturday I got there I think I saw about four golf shots I drank two beers before they shut the alcohol down um, I waited in line to use the bathroom for about two hours. Eventually, people were just going to the bathroom everywhere on the golf course because they, the lines were too long. They didn't Gosh. have the infrastructure. And so it was a total nightmare. We left. We were calling it the wasted no management open because they <laughs> screwed it up so bad. And uh, awesome. and so I, I was supposed to come home early, early in the morning on Monday. We weren't going to go on Sunday. We were just going to hang out, watch the Super Bowl, whatever. Um and, but it was such a bad experience that I just paid an extra $200, rebooked my flight for a day later, took wow. another day off of work, and all of my friends and everybody, we all committed to going Sunday. 
Sunday was so much better. We got right onto the 16th hole, which is where everybody wants to be, where the big party is. Uh, watched all the groups come through. They had people serving you beers. You had access to the bathroom. Okay. It was perfect. And the weather was amazing. It was about 65 and sunny the entire day, not a cloud in the sky. And it was so much fun. It was everything you want your bachelor party to be. I'm really. glad you got it that. Was just, we yeah. had, there were grandmas chugging beers out of shoes. and I mean, it was, it was a blast. Um, so I'm glad it worked out. But no, what a – I've never – it was a – Real life fire fest. I don't know if you know. That's what yes, about fire fest. That's, that's, that's what, what I was thinking about the way you're describing it. Sounded like debauchery it was out there. So bad. It was. It was just really horrific. But but Sunday made up for it ten times over. Great event. Had a blast. Saw some people from Memphis out there actually too. Um, so it's obviously a huge event if you're into golf and, and and you like golf. And I suggest going. I will never go back. Personally, check it off uh, and done. Yeah, but it, it was it was really fun. I'm glad it ended the way it did, man. And you got that uh, you got that Sunday in, man. Uh, last thing I got to say to you is Bears are on the clock, brother. You ready? We own the draft. We own the draft, Drew. No need. Yep. yep. Uh, nope. I, I think it's uh, I think it's Caleb Williams' time. It's nonsense. They're going to talk about keeping Justin and drafting quarterback dumb. Um, what I wouldn't hate though, <laughs> just an idea, if. You're not sold on Caleb Williams, and you think Drake May could be just as good of a quarterback. I don't know how they feel, but whatever their conviction is, mm-hmm. I mean, what if he traded back one oh, pick? Dude, dude I feel more assets, what, what, and you traded Justin Fields. What you're saying is exactly how I feel about Jaden Daniels. That if you traded back and it, say the Commanders want to give you two future first rounders, because it's not a DJ Moore and a first rounder, they're going to give you say it's two first round picks, right, to come up and get Caleb. Whether it's whether your guy is Drake May or whether it's Jaden Daniels, to add the two future first round picks of of the Commanders to take one of those two guys, there's a big part of me, Drew, that wants to pull that trigger. But to your point, it's it like if you've got any sort of doubt on Caleb Williams, I'd be looking at taking the hall. I still get one of the two quarterbacks that's mock top three, and I got Washington's two first round picks the next two years. Like that ain't a plus whatever we get for Fields. Like that ain't a bad plan either. Yeah, no, that's, that's it's exciting. Would, that's probably what I would I would be shooting for. But you know me, I'm not a huge Caleb Williams guy. So I know, I know. Just, I'm, it's I'm just, it's I go thoughts. back and forth. I go back and forth. Well, man, we appreciate your time, brother. Glad you got that that Sunday out in Arizona to enjoy. And great story last night on uh, on the Grizzlies, brother. We appreciate you. Yeah, yep. thank you guys. And hey, I think next week's going to be a fun one. Just to to tease a little bit, um, I've got a big project I've been working on for a really long time. Really excited about it. Should be out uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Uh, That's what, what I'm shooting for. And so uh, oh, you're good at it. Any any a little tease? What a little a little hint on what Uh, it's on? I spent some time in San Antonio. I spent some time in Northern Indiana. Talked to several people, including a former NBA, couple former NBA champions, three, four NBA champions. Um, And it centers around a certain star player on the Grizzlies who happens to be the one star player left on the court. So I'm really excited about it. Looking forward Um, to it. uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it next week, though. Keep See up the guys. good work, man. Thank you. He is Drew Hill. You can read him at DailyMemphian.com. Follow him on X at Drew Hill. 
underscore DM. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.